Hello, I'm Natalie Ramirez Jumina from the IMF's External Relations Department. The IMF has just released a study on how emerging market economies fared during the recent global crisis. Today, I will be talking with Reza Bakir, who led the study along with Asim Hussein about the report's key findings. Reza, welcome and thanks for being here today. Hi, Natalie. Thanks for the opportunity for this conversation. The study says that the recovery has been uneven across emerging markets, with some suffering large output collapses and others less affected. Why did some emerging market economies recover faster than others? So, Natalie, the first thing to remember is that this crisis for emerging markets compared to many past crises is different in that it was externally driven. It started as a global crisis in advanced economy financial centers and then affected emerging markets primarily through an externally driven collapse in trade and a rise in global risk aversion. Now, the question, therefore, what we posed in this study was, did it affect all emerging markets similarly or were some affected a lot more than others? And indeed, what we find is that there is a lot of variation across countries in the impact of the crisis. In some, output collapsed from its pre-crisis peak to the trough by as much as 11%, whereas some other emerging markets continued to grow through the crisis, meaning never really suffered a collapse in the level of output. Turning then to the factors that might help us understand why, we found two broad areas. First, was your degree of connectedness to the rest of the world. And that would make sense. So if you had more trade and financial linkages to the global economy, and this was a shock from the global economy, then it makes sense that controlling for other characteristics, you suffered a bigger output collapse. Interestingly, what we found in addition was that your economic health as a country going into this crisis also played a significant role so that on the eve of the crisis, if you had better economic fundamentals that we measure by an index of external vulnerability, if you had a better score on this index, you ended up having a much smaller collapse in output, controlling for other plausible determinants. The big message that we take from this finding is that countries, those emerging markets, which in the pre-crisis period invested in improving vulnerabilities and strengthening policy frameworks, reaped the benefits of those reforms during this crisis. And unlike at a certain stage during the crisis when we felt that all emerging markets might be hit similarly across the board, investors and markets do tend to discriminate between countries and such reforms do pay off. But fast recoveries can lead to other challenges, such as rising capital inflows, closing output gaps, and rising inflation. What advice would you give these countries? What are their policy options to try to mitigate these risks? That's a very important question. In our paper that is on IMF.org, when we look at the exit issues facing emerging markets, there are two and you have highlighted the second of these two, but I just wanted to say that this is a better issue to be facing. There are other countries which are not recovering as well, and they have the opposite problem still, that they are not benefiting from a reflow of capital. 
Now, the reason I mention that is that, first of all, we should remember that the bigger picture is to try to gain from capital flows while insulating oneself from the risks that come with capital flows. There are different ways that countries can do that. I think, first, countries have at their disposal conventional macroeconomic policy tools to cope with inflows. These include allowing the exchange rate to appreciate, a modest buildup of reserves, and lowering policy rates if high rates to begin with are attracting capital inflows. Now, what you can find occasionally in cases is that countries may face constraints in all of these areas. For instance, their exchange rate might not be undervalued. It could already be bordering on becoming overvalued, in which case allowing further appreciation would worsen that problem. Similarly, some countries might have more than adequate reserves by conventional measures of reserve adequacy. It doesn't make sense for them to build even more reserves when they already have enough. And finally, some countries may be overheating domestically so that lowering policy rates might not be an option. In such cases, which when you come down to the nuts and bolts of it and you look at how many countries might fall, there are actually very few countries that might fall in this category. In such cases, countries can also consider using as part of the toolkit prudential measures and appropriately designed capital controls. The thing to keep in mind, though, is that such measures can lose effectiveness over time and are not a substitute for broad or a fundamental policy reaction if the trend in capital flows is also due to some structural or fundamental aspects of the economy. Most advanced economies are experiencing a subdued recovery. Would a lackluster performance in advanced economies threaten the recovery in emerging markets? Very much so. One of the findings from the paper was that both in terms of the collapse in output that emerging markets suffered, as well as the pace of recovery, trading partner growth is always one of the important predictors of how well a country is doing. So looking at the recovery, double-dip recession, were it to happen in advanced economies, would take a toll on growth prospects of emerging markets. At the same time, though, it's useful to remember that as emerging markets come out of the crisis, there is a split, as I mentioned earlier, between those who are coming out strongly from the crisis, who are growing very rapidly where output gaps are closing. In such countries, a moderation in growth might not be that bad a thing. There are other countries where external vulnerabilities have not improved, where the pace of recovery is much slower, in those countries, a further negative development such as reduced export demand would likely take a bigger toll. Reza, thanks very much for your time. Thank you very much, Natalie. I enjoyed it.